<laughs> now, I was wondering what number episode this was. I was like, I think it's 315. Yeah. It's all like, of like hey, a, this is episode beep. Like, radio <laughs> edit 315. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a woman's voice, like dubbing in yours. And if you want cans, by all means, if you don't, no worries. And I think you are on um, three, so you can turn them up or down depending on how you want them. Sounds great. The audio will sound better than the headphones themselves. When our girlfriends are at work, we need to just like hang out and I go, hey man, you want to go to Guitar Center and like look at some of the... I could do it all day. Yeah. I could do it all day. Yeah, I'll test stuff and not buy it. That's like the one place, the one shopping place where I'm like... Get me the f out of here! <laughs> I'm such a geek. I, I want... can shop anywhere. I cannot shop at Guitar Center. I wanted to get um, a commentator style headphones, so we're like the microphones built like in. Like how but they have in the NFL. The, the good ones are like four or five hundred dollars. So oh, yeah, man. they, they don't much. look like they're expensive, but they're uh, yeah, they're kind of up there. Let's let's just get the thing started. Yeah, Why don't we? All right, everybody, welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. Your host Dave Neal with Tasha Courtney hello, and hello. special guest Dad Fan. What's happening, my man? Hell yes, you guys! Thank you so much Hell for yes. doing this. Of Thank course, you. we had all day to get going. I know. Now, now I just want the that's mic good. to be a little taller. Is that good? Sorry, that's my bad guy. That sounds horrible. Right. No, it's better. No, there we go. We're in a pirate ship. People are uh, adjusting their volume. No, no, it's us. I, it's <laughs> and us. They're like, what is that squeaky is, noise? Is that thing high enough, Tasha? This one here. Just is, everybody, plug your ears yeah. for one second while I fix this. We need like a reality show to film our reality. Set up? Sh- yeah, <laughs> I think people like just, hearing the behind the scenes. Sometimes I'll end the episode and not hit the off button and just because that's when everyone shares like they're they're like that was great blah 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 and they start talking shit and they're like all right i guess i can't hear that (laughs) (laughs) hey thanks for being so anyways we've got stat fan winner of the original the first season of last comic standing we've got royalty in the in the room hang on i'm doing the tasha right now and i'm I'm adjusting too that's okay we just sat down so everybody's cool with that you know we didn't meet i've been in la for five years i didn't meet you till like probably late summer because this is the first year i started going to fourth wall Oh, and, and I don't think we ever met before then. Did you just find out about it, or I literally the... just found out about it? I knew I've heard the name before, but I never wanted to go because I'm kind of like I stick to my own stuff, you know. Stick to your own stuff. I just like I stick to my own places, and then no one was like, "Dude, you got to go to Fourth Wall." Right. Like, no one told me to go, so I eventually just kind of showed up, and I never left. Let's put it this way: over the last eight months, the Fourth Wall is the only mic I've been going to, and I could walk it. Not that I'm bragging, but I mean, I'm a paid regular at the Hollywood Comedy Store, and. Yeah. I can walk in and do a set, but I love I love the fourth. It's wall. got it's it's got that perfect size. Tasha hasn't been. I've kind of I I mean no, no one brings their girlfriends there, but <laughs> I just think it'd be cool Except for, for me. <laughs> I well, drag my girlfriend, but she does comedy out. too, so that's great. She dabbles, yeah. yeah. But she's like she's like, are we gonna go for a hike today? I'm like, how about if we go to the fourth wall and do the three o'clock mic? She's like, oh. Well, we we like to uh, like off the bat get our get our um, our guest helping us with relationship advice. How does Tasha navigate dating a comedian? Like, what advice would you give her and your own girlfriend? For- get out now. <laughs> They always, advice. they always tell people you shouldn't do it because it's just a weird schedule. It it, in, it interferes with what date night would be. I mean, let me let me tell you this. I it has it has destroyed my past relationships. Yeah, doing stand up. Um, luckily this one, uh, she has a a past in improv, like improv groups, and she wants to dabble in stand up. But there's others that aren't comedian. I don't know how you guys do it because you're not a stand up, right, Tasha? No. It has destroyed my. I mean, but I'm glad you guys. Glad you guys are surviving. so happy for you. Good luck. No, uh, I mean I've got to sometimes make decisions. Like, is the stage time worth it ver- versus knowing that it's time for us to spend time together on a date? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. Something, actually, sweetheart, can you get me some Ricolas? <coughs> this is not. A, this is not an. Av- this episode is brought to you by Ricola. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Thank you. Yeah, so basically, when I was single, I lived like a sniper in the sense that I would – it's me. It's survival. I wake up. I got to do the mics. There's no love in my life. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I would just do as much gigs as possible. And to be completely honest, having a girlfriend now, it's like, you know, when she gets off of work, you know, I can't be hanging around at some comedy club for like three or four hours going like, hey, I guess I'll just crawl into bed. Because yeah. you're kind of cheating on your girlfriend yeah. with stand-up, right? You're oh, cheating true. on time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You only have so much a time. a limited amount of hours in the day, right? And you have to prioritize how you're going to spend your time. And, you know, for somebody who's, like, making their career happen and coming up and specifically stand-up, it's so time-specific that you only can do mics. It's not like you can go to a mic, you know, from right. 9 to 5 while everyone else is at work. Well, that's the thing about the fourth wall. Once again, I'm not getting... I'm getting, not preach, getting paid by them. <laughs> but but because she works she works secretly somewhere as a librarian. Nearby. Nearby. Okay. In, within eighteen a, million people. 80, eighty mile radius. Yeah, so within the eighty mile yeah. <laughs> or somewhere. Maybe not. Yeah. Um but what what happens, she gets off at six, so I would do the five and six o'clock mic. Yeah. Because by the time she gets home, I'm home. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm not going to do the... So you can work it out that you can still get your stuff done and spend time. Yeah. I'm not going to go, oh, babe, I'm going to do the 8 o'clock, the 9 o'clock mic, and I guess I'll see you when you're asleep. Y- and the yeah. fourth wall gives you the option because it really is your training ground. So it's like, what time do I want to go to the gym tonight? I mean, if you have a gig, you have a gig. It's going to be at whatever hour it is. So like, you can't always control that if you have an actual stand-up show or if you're on the road. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a conversation that a single guy doesn't have to have. It's that I mean, that, like awareness that somebody else is kind of, you know, waiting, I'll, waiting for you. I'll or, be honest with you. I don't, I don't know how it was when you were single, but when I was single, I was performing all over L.A. and everywhere, searching for her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, yeah. I know it sounds very like disgustingly really romantic, but I go, of all these millions of people I'm meeting, maybe one that I shake hands with will be the her. one yeah. yeah you know what i mean and yeah. then but the thing about stand-up is you're spoiled because you sift through millions of people and go right nope 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 and eventually you're just like trying not to give up on hope how funny i get so much flack from him for like but taking away from stage time or taking away you know gym time however right. you want to call it but it's true that like no matter what you need a fulfilled life and you don't want to put so much of your effort into work or whatever else you you end up with a hole somewhere else yeah, I have a certain amount of gasoline inside of me that needs to burn off every day or every few days. So whether it's at the gym or just like working out on my own, I just need a lot. I, I feel like an extrovert who needs a ton of alone time to get to balance that out. And and I get that with stand-up because, you know, you're driving yourself to the gig, you're doing whatever. There is a lot of alone time that comes with stand-up comedy, you know. But there's also like I need – yeah, I need either the gym or – like I, w- I wish Tasha worked at night just so I could – guilt-free do my thing and not know that she's like just wondering when so inconvenient (laughs) that my job is during regular hours i'm not saying that she's like oh babe when you get home like every moment but i think tasha likes control so she likes to know what this you like you like control of your schedule you like to know when your free time is when your date time is you want to know what it is i could relate to that because with katie i go oh wait you have a writer's group on monday I'm going to do a fourth wall this time. I'm going to schedule a student because I teach stand-up sometimes. Too, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and yeah it's, it's just being considerate. Like, but, that's why I want to know what time things are. But we, so but be comics, considerate of me did I get into the and middle? my plan. No, no. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you into the middle. <laughs> comics, we can kind of, like, 
pick and choose our our mics and things that aren't like booked shows. And you know, with you, it's like you're 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 pretty much taking the work that comes to you, like the hours that come to you. So for like last week, Tasha was in Mexico, you know, on a, at a wedding, and I was like, oh, that's fucking great. I'm gonna go just do the mic, and then I'm gonna hang out, talk to people because you know, it's not. I don't think like the networking helps your actual comedy, but it helps you getting on stage. Like you just see people that the, the single oh, dudes, absolutely. they just all know each other. They've all, they're all at each other the Christmas parties together, and it's just not. I'm not even in that conversation. If you don't expand your network, if you don't network, you're kind of fucked. I, I don't know. Are we allowed to cuss on this? Yeah, absolutely. You can do whatever okay. you want. And and there's comics that they just kind of and some do stick in their own group, you know. But you do got to expand. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. for me, this fourth wall expansion. I didn't know Joe Manente. I didn't know. Uh, uh, I didn't know any of those guys really. So it was a real great to be like these. They became my friends like night one. I was like, oh, you're gonna get to know me. Like, oh, so, I, well, I met you on a three o'clock, didn't I? Yeah, in the afternoon, Mike. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and then Dave came in, and he, he's, he's rather funny, and I, I have no reason to say it. like I was like, this guy's funny, like. Where did this guy come from? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, down the road. He hasn't been in your circle. You haven't yeah. seen him. It's funny that like LA can be sort of like pocketed in that way where people yeah. stay in their neighborhoods. I mean, it's just yeah. so vast that you don't want to be driving all over town going to Mike's. Well, there's 10,000 comedians roughly in LA and it's it's like Marvel and DC. Sorry to sound geeky for a second. Go for it. But, but you know, there's so many comedians like superheroes and then sometimes they're in their pockets and then you get somebody new, and you find out they're at a whole other sector of the the thing. I oh, I get ID every time I go to a comedy store, and I'm like, I mean, I'm, it's, and there's no ego about it, but it's like you don't know me, and you should. I'm not doing my job, like at, but you can't do your job at every club. Like you got to be the you you, you got to become the cool kid at every school in the in the Dave's in the like, network. Dave's like Star Lord. He goes to the comedy <laughs> store and like, can we see your ID? You're like, dude, I'm Star Lord, man. Like, who? Like, yeah, no, they don't know me. They don't. And it's like, and it's because it's like, well, I've just I I don't know. I spend my like that's why like the afternoon mic. I love the. I love that fifteen minute set versus the five minute because you have a chance to like explore and I mean I just don't feel like I'm at that place in my comedy where I want to be doing just two minutes just to like work on one punchline. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, I I totally agree. But you know, with the networking thing, besides working on your stuff, with me it's like who's a nice guy? Yeah, that's the most important part. You don't want to be like trying to spend time with somebody who's like an energy vampire. Right. And if they're kind of a dick, you know what I mean? Like luckily, I mean I think he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. No, but there'll be some guys I'm like, oh this guy's funny. Oh, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or just I wanna, weird. I don't want to hang yeah. out with that. Yeah, because yeah, talent I feel like is the common denominator in this game. Like everyone, like you said, there's ten thousand of us. You gotta expect that you're gonna bring it, but like, do you want to do a long car ride with this person? I mean, the yeah, the cause this podcast we talk about relationships, whether it's like your sex life, your family, but also like in your workplace relationships. And with comics, like we don't, you know, like you're it's intimate, your workplace. Like you're you're in the car with each other, you're traveling to some shit yeah. gig or getting kicked out of some town or whatever. I mean, so for <laughs> You, like, I want to rewind. So you won Last Comic Standing, that, was that 15 years ago? It was, it was back 2003, in 2003. Right? 2003 has been a long time. So, and wow. how many years were you in comedy at that point? Only six years. So you're six years into stand-up. Yeah. You win Last Comic. You beat Ralphie May, rest in peace, a, uh, a force, a, you know, one of the best comics. What? How does it, how does it go from being a, a six-year comic to then, do you have to deal with the, the sort of com- comic friends, uh, judging you for your success like isn't there like an like a something that happens when you reach that next level because not everyone's going to be there with you yeah you know when i was taking on ralphie and and all of them um and much respect to all those guys and and what it was is i was in the san diego region doing stand-up just mainly there i didn't want to do the road and like that 
And then I won Last Comic Standing, and it basically put me on the map to take on the world, basically. Yeah, now you're doing road gigs, you're traveling mm-hmm. all over. How does it Everybody feel? Yeah, how does it feel the first, like this first set you're doing? I mean, you're going out to like a cold audience or whatever it is. You're just like in a studio, or was it was it uh, recorded? It was recorded live, but was it aired live? Oh, there was a live audience there, yeah. and uh, the winning the to win it that was only a few hours before we aired it, kind of like the Tonight Show, which wow. I was on. Yeah. Yeah, so you so. went on the Tonight Show. You did the whole rounds. You did Tonight mm-hmm. Show, Craig Kilborn. I, I, I looked at Wikipedia. I yeah. did my homework. <laughs> and, and you do that. And I mean, at what point were you able to like digest what had just happened? You know, I was I was in shock for a while. But honestly, when I won, I was basically an open micer still. Except for I was eventually the next year, by year seven to eight, they had me headline. I was thrown in with a black belt. So I didn't really know a whole lot until later did you feel yeah. like you were in over your head oh absolutely yeah. are you kidding me i was taking on 30-year veterans <laughs> yeah doing incredible. it for six years you know <laughs> who but, else was in your season because you ralphie may was one of the finalists but who else rich voss who's done okay it for 25, wait, he's, 30 yeah years. he's yeah he's a dave mordell that right. he's like 15 20 years jeff brown 15 20 years going up against Corey kahaney who's 10 12 years yeah that's incredible. Yeah, they're monsters. So you and so then right after you win, the fi- all the finalists go on a tour together. Is that what happened? They put like us, American Idol yeah. type deal. But the thing is, they would you know we'd be on the radio and I would overhear them like you know he's he's basically an open micer, but he went, I'm like all right, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say, guys. Are oh, they trying to play that know. angle like that Cinderella story angle? It's kind of. it's it's kind of like if you take some type of green belt and put him in an arena with a bunch of black belts and he beats the black belts by votes. Not that I'm better in like that, but I just happened to have won. The black belts are going to say something. It's also weird because comedy is just hard to judge. Like, obviously, like, the audience is a big part of it. And because I've never, I don't think I've ever done an actual competition other than, like, the haha, you know, those Sunday night yeah, competitions. Yeah. But those are all for, like, real open micers. Or, are, like, what's that um, insult thing? Oh, uh, the roast battle? Yeah, oh, roast yeah. battle. <laughs> That's a whole different muscle. That's, uh, yeah. the, the, the thing about competitions, and as much as I appreciate winning Last Comic Standing, and I, I would do it all over again, is. Honestly, this is coming from a winner of a competition. A competition doesn't really say who's a better comedian. Really. I mean, if you think about it, that right. means out of the whole 100, like 100%, there's 1% that won. So that does that mean the other 99% they're not good? No. Right, right. right. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not an accurate like a pageant. That's not accurate. Yeah. So because how many it's, it's 100 of the best? That got to that, you yeah. know, it's, it's it's from the 10,000 in L.A. or that or however any, many in the U.S. Any like, given Sunday, you know, it's mm-hmm. he goes, hey, you got a lucky shot. I'm like, maybe I did. You know, maybe I, I mean, it doesn't yeah. say this person's better. But we all or, get or, opportunities you know. in different ways. And it, what's important and is that you use. different times, too. Some people have to wait 20 years to get their break. And some people get their break on year six. And like, what a I blessing. I, and the year before that, I was living out of my car. And I only moved, I moved up to L.A. for like a year or two. And then I got a huge break. It changed my life. I haven't had a normal job since then. So how did you even get into stand-up? Was that something like, because like, did you have to like explain that to your parents? And sort of, because I feel it's, I feel, there's always that story where it's like you're coming out of the closet to be like, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm bringing shame to you, but I want to be funny on stage. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, the thing is, even I took my mom to the Tonight Show. She met Jay Leno. There's photos of us together, and she's still like, this guy doesn't have a degree. <laughs> like, that's all she could think about. You know, like, I beat everybody and all that. She's like, Does, is he going to finish college? Were they, are they, were they from here, or were they... From Vietnam. Okay, they were from Vietnam. So you're first generation... Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. You move here with your kids, and you hope that he... Gets an education and in becomes a doctor <laughs> or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he decides to become a joke teller. I mean, that's just yeah. 
Talk about what is weird. I mean, that, that even sounds weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> how did you get like, how did you know that's what you were going to do? Was it was there a moment where you were like, oh, I'm actually picking apart society here? I, I think there was a, a while when I first did it, just like a lot of us. And I don't know if Natasha knows this about her, her boyfriend, but it, you get addicted to dopamine. Yeah. It's yeah. A, like it, there's no feeling as good as good set. It's the same. It's the same reaction from what I heard is cocaine. So when you're doing stand up, if you're having a killer set, you're basically getting high. So basically I was a junkie as far as dopamine doing stand up. Sure. And then later on, I hope nobody misconstrues that. Like, <laughs> Death Man does cocaine? What? You know? We're that's talking a, about dopamine. <laughs> talking about dopamine, not cocaine. So, um, but na- later on, I, I, my heart pursued it. I wanted to see how far I can take it. Yeah, that's like you're, you're, the, you're right about the dopamine. That's like, it's like a young love. Like when you meet someone and you have that sort of like that lust, that's like this weird feeling you get. That it's butterflies all, in your stomach. But like stand up, even it'll cheat on you. It'll fuck your best friend. You're still going to come back on stage. Let, let me ask you guys two questions because <laughs> sure. it, it ties into you. So like, you know, when you want to take it further beyond dopamine and to actually pursue your dreams, we all end up in, here in L.A., right? Sure. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, that's why we're yeah. here. But you two, were you a couple? I don't know too much about. I heard a little bit of your. I'll act, give you the like super quick spark okay. notes because the audience might be dry heaving right now. They're just fast forwarding the fifty <laughs> <Did> seconds. <laughs> we actually uh, we met in New York, but became friends out here way before we started dating. Tasha actually came to my first stand up show when with her boyfriend years before we dated. Didn't really have an interest in her other than I knew she was like I was like physically attracted to her. And then when when the chips kind of fell the way they fell, we started dating, and that was about five years and ago. You, and you met where in New yeah. York on a on a TV show? We were like both doing background together oh okay, yeah okay, so we gotcha. just kind of like met didn't really stay in touch kind of just stayed online social like social media knew each other and then kind of became more friend better friends when we got out here so we don't we didn't really meet i mean i guess we didn't it doesn't feel like an la relationship because we're both sort of like yeah met on the east coast you know what i mean yeah so it makes sense. new yorkers are maybe a better vibe <laughs> i don't know like la yeah la's got yeah la's got sort of uh I don't know. I don't know. I've I've never had a full like a like a full s- cycle of a relationship out here, so I don't know. But it's just it's like yeah, everyone's out here for their own thing, so you have to be out here for your own thing, but also rooting someone else on. Like Tasha knows she can't help me with stand up. Like she knows like this is something I just have to sure. figure out. Do you feel like he's cheating on you with stand up when he leaves at night? Or no, he has his own like hang up. He sort of projects that I like need him at home, but I'm very much <coughs> an introvert. I I like my alone time i i need like mm. time to unwind and relax by myself at night especially after like long days at right, work right. or stressful yeah. days at work so i don't mind that he's gone but i do appreciate when you tell me what your schedule is gonna be yeah so i can I plan to, for dinner i think or I've, whatever. i think i've gotten better at that this year <laughs> i think with fourth wall i've gotten better at being like all right i'm doing th- these mics but i also get better at I'll still cancel. Like I try to be ambitious the last couple of days, but we're about ready to travel to Kentucky to visit Tasha's family. And like, we got a, all this shit to get done. And, and, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go do a couple of sets. And it was like, that shit just didn't happen. Like, you know, so did you guys have to go do a bunch of holiday parties and all that stuff? Or <laughs> we don't get invited to much, do we? We really don't. We a party today. I mean, that's really not true. Our social calendars have been pretty full the past few weeks, but um, you know, it's just the normal, stuff like the stuff that falls to the wayside when we're both like working non-stop during the week it's like the chores and the laundry she's way more of a i i'm gonna get freaked out to get your attention to get this shit done and i'm like i'll just do laundry on the way home it's no big deal i'll bang that out like i i'm more of like a multitasker and i might get it i might i might get four times as many things done but only 
not half-ass them, but not be as OCD about it as you. Do you know what I mean? Like I might clean why, up. Why do something if you're not going to do it well? Because Dave? I'm going to do extra. I'm going to be the mule who carries everything, and then you're going to be like the the dainty one at the end who like dots the my eyes. Person. And you guys have been dating for how long? We're going on five. This is five yeah. next month. See, our relationship, me and Katie, it's new. It's like it's only been like seven months. Oh, nice. Wow. So we're trying like, hey, we got to take a walk. Every night we got to eat dinner, but it's starting to evolve where like, oh, she's going to be part of a writer group, writer's group. So it's kind of like, the like whole, you said, yeah. she's staying home. You know what I'm talking about? It's very so. tough to, to for, for me, like, I don't know if you do this, but I try to consolidate. Like I used to be like, Tasha, swing by this mic with me and then we'll go out and do your thing after. And no, it just doesn't work out. I always used to try to multitask my relationship into my other things. Right. And it's just, it's, it's, I mean, and I think we tried to make that work, but it's just not. It's just not an option now. Like, even last night, I was thinking, oh, maybe if maybe you could come drop me off, go go buy the shit you had to go buy, then pick yep. me up, and it, and it, and I, it just wasn't going to happen. That's, that's the thing about couples is, and I know this bit's been done before, but when you are with someone, you're not your opinions are not your own anymore. In the sense, not, I'm not trying to be like a dick or like that, but like if you're single, right? It's like, hey, man, you want to do this gig? You only have to think about yourself. You, go, yeah. you don't have to think about how it impacts somebody check else. How it works. Yes, but yeah. then it's like, hey, man, you want to do this gig? It's like that sounds great. You know what? Let me. Let me just call. <laughs> let, let me go call the let boss. Me call my wife. And the yeah. single guy, the single guy, doesn't get it. He goes, "Oh, jeez, yeah. what the fuck, Dave?" And you go, "No, you just trust me. It's better to yeah. make you wait than to but not have her think." They don't want to understand though. They're like, "Hey, man, what are you pussy whipped?" It's like, dude, I no, I gotta check. Yeah, like, I gotta. But I, I will say just... this: women are better. I think men are more agreeable, and women are better at putting up a fight over things. I think they have to keep us honest. I know I get so much shit for like saying for making everything very glazed over, gender specific. But I just think women they they make they get it, so their guy comes home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the magnet at home. When are you going to be home? Bring the bacon, but don't fucking be late. And like the guy, otherwise, because we, we talk about love languages. I would never, my love language isn't quality time. I'm not like, I need to touch Tasha. I need to be home. Mine's like, I'm going to go fucking out there, kill it, do something, be successful and come home and show you. Look <laughs> what I caught. Look what, you know, I'm like a dog bringing some dead rat home. Yeah. Like, did you like it? I did it. I, I, I helped you survive. The human drive. The human drive in your oh, voice. Yeah, but it's that Catholic. <laughs> Like my, my mom was a single mom, right? So my mom was just like worked. She had to work really hard. And I just, my work ethics, like it, I got bruises all over me from this side gig I've been doing. And like Tasha saw my ass today and she goes, where are those bruises from? And I looked at them. There was like uh, several of them. Yeah. I was like, do you think that they're from a woman? They're, like, they're in the shape like, of claw marks. Yeah. She was like, yeah. they look like, like fingerprints. Like there was like a perfect, like it was actually like this exactly the size of my hand, like a thumbprint and like finger, finger. But not like scratch. Matches like if a woman had five fingers and just pressed you as hard as possible, like some Swedish masseuse yeah. just hit me. I'm like, is that really what you think I'm doing with my free time? Yeah. With Katie, if I get hurt, she's I go like, oh my back, and she's all, so do you still want to have dinner or <laughs> <laughs> still worried about me? Now, now, how do you? So you, so you win last comic standing. You obviously are propelled to the next level. You've you've entered that next tier because it's all like a video game, right? You're on to the next tier of your stand up comedy career. I mean, women, you, do you have to like sift through the, the the women that are looking for the wrong thing? Are you approached in ways that like you would wouldn't have been as an open micer? Well, first of all, I apologize for coughing here. I'm like, no I'm worries. trying not to give you guys. You guys are brave. You're like you stepped into like it's December. The She's going to blame yeah. me if she gets sick, by the way. <laughs> I know. It's like, and like all the different mics that have like. No, you like, smell I'm down nice, actually. You got that Ricola breath. I like you. <laughs> you know, I like to have a little bit of Swedish smell out of my mouth from anti-coughing. 
<clears throat> no, it's that time of year. It's going around. Yeah. Um, no, I met I met a lot of women, and I think you just kind of know after a while. You know, I, I'll be honest. When I first met Katie, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't really sure. You know, and then we became friends, and we talked on Facebook and stuff, and then we decided to have our first date, and just you know, I I didn't like know instantly. Yeah. But then there was a moment where I went, oh, okay, well, she could be potentially a good. You know, did you get to the place where you wanted to settle down before? Like, have you known that you're like ready to settle down or have you thought in the past and and it didn't work out with your schedule? I've been I've been ready to settle down over the last decade. It's just what happens. I don't know how it is with you, but when you're single, you're in the survival instinct of going, well, it's not going to fucking happen. So I don't know when it's going to happen until then. I have to survive as a commando. Like you go into survival mode. So you're going to go, I'm not going to fuck it. Even though I secretly am looking for her touring, I'm going to go, it's probably not going to happen today. It might not happen for a year. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. So you just have to keep pushing and keep living. And if you you're can't. really looking, I think you'll, you'll, you'll sometimes what, what can happen is you'll, you'll, you'll find the wrong person and kind of paint those red flags into a way that looks like a perfect match. And I, I didn't want to fall down that hole. I didn't yeah. want to be with the wrong girl. I mean, sure, I'm sure women, they go through the same thing. And as a matter of fact, most women I meet, Unfortunately, they went through some shit with the wrong guy. Yeah. You know, and then dudes can be, you know. A whole, I mean, uh, we, and it goes probably in both directions. We have to unpack the baggage that the other person doesn't know they have. Yeah. If they knew they had it, usually when you shine light on things, it dissipates. But it's like, oh, I mean, I, I can't tell you. I was telling Tasha this earlier today. We were having a conversation that would have ended in a bad fight couple years ago she would have been a bad fight i would have like taken what she was saying and then spun it in my defensive way but it's like i don't know just i can i can see when she's hurt and not let my ego get upset because she'll still i think i think tasha you'll express your hurt in uh in an anger and my i'll express mine in a sadness it's the same feeling uh, that seems very pointed and very generalized. <laughs> Jesus. But not today. You weren't angry today, but you were like, you were, you were still sort of like, really, Dave? Is this, you know what I mean? You were like, do I have to put up with this shit? And, uh, and, and my response was like, let's talk. Let's not go into, we don't need no, to. No, I think what you're trying to say <laughs> is that you've done a good job in, uh, in, that we've done a good job in learning how to communicate with each other in a way that doesn't turn into a big blow up argument, yeah. which is an accomplishment. You know, it takes time. Because it wasn't always that it's way. It's not, yeah, it wasn't that way to start. We, probably sure. f- we had our first fight on Valentine's Day and we don't need to get into it because I think I've explained this story before, but like, the, like we, since we were going from friends to dating, as soon as we were dating, even the, like the day after we like became official or the, the morning after we became official, I remember Tasha being like, what are you doing later? And I was like, oh, I want to go do this mic and uh whatever and then she was like well i guess i'm not seeing you then and i was like oh fuck we're <laughs> we're dating now <laughs> this is a relationship and i just wasn't we were eating burritos and i was like oh i gotta call her and i called her probably a couple hours later and we talked or whatever and, and whatever but yeah it's like oh <laughs> it's it's about because i know tasha i know you've said this with past relationships where i was like you know why didn't you guys work out and you were like oh he wasn't taking me seriously we wanted to go out with his friends and you, and, and when you hear that you go oh what a piece of shit why, why wouldn't you but then but now i'm like oh do you think I I take stand up more seriously than you because I've I not I don't know if that's just a a feeling you can't get over because you want to know that you're loved but for me it's like I'm doing stand up because I want to be funnier so we can get that house and that dog But dogs. you're totally projecting that whole of thing course. on to me. <laughs> of course, of course, Jeez. but I still I still <laughs> <laughs> you like that you okay. get stuck. What what saves me Katie of course I'm I'm saying this only 7 months in 
Um, we're huge, and I'm sure we're going to have our rough patches down the road, but like right now what saves us is we're serious planners. Like I have like a schedule in the phone and we try to sync the schedule. I've and, got like, the paper calendar, yeah. like the date book. I can't she live without do, it. But she, Tasha I had a heart do. attack the other day. I, I thought that I left it somewhere. I like couldn't find it. Was, I was in my oh. car. What was I even doing? And I like went to reach for it. I was parked. <laughs> I was parked in my car and I went to reach for it in the pocket that it usually is in my purse. So and it, was it wasn't there. And I had a heart attack. But then it was actually already out of my purse because I had gotten it out while driving to peak. What, what type of pl- schedule? Like what type of. Uh, just, app to just, use. just notebook but the thing is like how do you do it because if it's on paper do you take a photograph and send it to that's Dave? what I'm saying she doesn't that's the thing like Tasha we've had this uh, talk no, with but people it's strictly uh. just for my work schedule which is very easy it's generally the same or around the same every day I work during normal work she hours. didn't get a new uh, 2019 calendar so she had me use my technology to print out a january <laughs> piece of paper so she could stick it in and I was like do you understand how backass this is that I've got to use my $2,500 laptop <laughs> to print out like hard copy something for you but yeah I mean I don't know I look she's Tosh is very organized but that yeah that I don't get to see that unless I ask her and I think what would work great and we've talked about this a million times is we both have iPhones is and we, we've started to do I this I put things in the shared we've calendar started, we've started to for some reason uh, only our work not our home is synced we need to figure that out but I like how you do that because even uh, I was getting text messages from you seeing your schedule yeah, yeah, you know, just, yeah. Just by That's booking you. And, and the thing is, with me, it's weird because, you know, let's say we're FaceTiming because I'm touring in Florida or whatever, right? And then I'll FaceTime with her and I go, look, the schedule's in my phone. When we hang up, I'm going to type it in. I'm going to type it and then I send it to her. I go, can you confirm? <laughs> Can that's you confirm amazing. that what you're seeing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So and like, that's I what thought, works on like yeah. a film set. It's all like copy. Oh, ten yeah. four. They're like military. And I love I yeah. love that you use military to like you you always refer to co- comics as like Navy SEALs. But it's like yeah. there's something to be learned from like the way military communicates down a, a chain of command and relationships. And tucks in the sheet corners. Yeah. The, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying. Tucks in the cor- I'm oh. not good. She's she's wasn't raised in a military family but might as well have been i mean her, she's like her and i we're, we're terrible because our we we got this heated sheet thing but Ooh, it, does, it doesn't like a heated blanket yeah no a heated sheet wow I mean, so the heat rises up through your body oh right? wow so i, I know this is, but but the thing is is it it's a lot for seven months does, in I, by I, the way <laughs> we've already got a heated sheet together. well you know when it's rich white people it's the way it goes no but but the thing is the thing is coming out so like we both are not very good at tucking it the sheet back in, so it's literally just sliding down the bed. <laughs> yeah, and you're only gonna have warm bums here in a couple of days. <laughs> but that would drive OCD people crazy yeah. because basically, yeah, it's like your shoulders are cold and just <laughs> so you, sliding you, down. Do you, you have you have selective OCD like certain things like your schedule? I used to be severely OCD, and now I'm only OCD. OCD, ACDC. <laughs> I'm only OCD when it comes to important like so we don't end up fighting well, later on. Well, life is just more manageable when everybody's on the same page like that's that's the easiest yes. way to avoid problems to mm-hmm. avoid confusion to avoid mistakes is for everybody to be on the same page and to be organized that's and i think a lot of i think a lot of what affects comedian relationships is is it's community it always comes down to communication but it's like by not having the nine to five you're there's so much so much variable sort of uh just that this is vacuous pockets where it's like you don't know where I am, but I'm you know like we just because your schedule's not perfect, Tasha. Like you're you're all over the place too, and I always want you to take whatever gigs come your way. But like you know you know what I mean. Like we we've gotten better at it, but it's still yeah, it's not it's 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 not that that 
that you don't want me to go pursue my stuff. It's that I've got three different full-time jobs and I'm, and including yeah. you and it's a job relationship. I mean, and I hate the whole saying like, Oh, relationships work. No, no, no. It's, it will, it's work in the sense that you have to get out of your own way and let in community and, and really work on communicating the way the other person needs to be communicated to. Does the road affect you guys? What I don't do, do I don't do enough right now. When I when I first moved out here, I was opening up for Shoemaker, so I was actually on the road a lot. But honestly, though, I think that's easier when I'm on the road. It's like clear cut. Dave's gone, but when I'm home, and you can plan what's like what hour are we going to have the phone call? You know, yeah. like that. You guys FaceTime or you just phone call? FaceTime. Either yeah, yeah. either or <clears throat> yeah. But like also, I uh, you know, yeah. The last couple of years, I've just been in LA trying to just grind it here versus you know I go, I go on the road like we went we're in san francisco a few weeks ago and if and if i can make it like a trip that we can both go on that that's fun but that's still pretty rare it's got to be like a fun city that she would want to go to because you know i'm not it's they're not putting me up at some of these places it's just not war it's just not worth her coming like when you see the places you got to stay in it's just not like for couples, but, but some places are like, you know, I'd love to get up at like the Tahoe improv because that seems like a place you'd want to take your girlfriend or something. It's gone. What? Is it gone? Since when? Since over the last year, I, I've been touring there for like, no, there are, it's, it's, um, it's in like a casino now or something. It's been in a casino. Is it gone? It's gone. I so, thought- so is the hard rock, uh, cafe there. Wild. Fuck, I quit. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> no, there'll be others, but yeah. that that is a nice gig to take her to. Now, I now how to do, yeah, I was going to say, how do you decide which gigs might be suitable to make a, a date weekend out of? Well, it depends on her sick days or vacation days and all that stuff. But let's just say she could take any whatever. I mean, obviously Hawaii. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a nice destination. Yeah. Do you have, did you draw well over there? Sometimes. Yeah. It, it's it's weird because the the business is up and down. And there's times where you don't get offered those sweet gigs, and there's other times where the business is up. But here's the deal: let's say, let's say I got in Crazy Rich Asians too, or something crazy like that. All mm-hmm. right. Well, then I'm, my my market value shoots way up. Right? Yeah. It's, it's like the stock market. Yeah, totally. So, it's your star power. Then people want to exactly. have you. So Plus, then, you have the gravitas, the 25 years experience. Right. You've got all the, that the, the, the to come is, with it. If things are slow, what I do is I just teach stand up because I love doing it. Right. But then you know you don't get offered the Hawaii gigs as much. Because you know th- things are slow, but then when your when your star meter goes up, then you're slammed. And the cat, you want to go to Hawaii? It's like, do you offer this now? Like, what do you <laughs> offer this so I could take my girlfriend when it was slow? Yeah. <laughs> so when it's instead hot, instead of it's hot. having only yeah. forty eight hours to right. enjoy Hawaii, and that's what it is. Yeah. You end up in Hawaii for like fifty six hours, and you're like, this is. I barely got over jet lag, and now I'm flying back to tour in Connecticut yeah. now or whatever. Yeah. It is. And you're about- and traveling is so fun, but it is exhausting too. It can really, you know, the the top five. Stress factors is moving, change of job, or when you're at the airport traveling, you're constantly change of job. You mean right? for like relationships? Uh, just or period. just in general? Period. Yeah. You know, death, uh, whatever. All, yeah. all this. So when you're touring, you're you're constantly moving, and, and you're changing you're constantly jobs. In stress. You're constantly in stress, and then you take your girlfriend in tow, and now <laughs> you're like fucking and you can double keep her stress. Happy. You know, it's and, and, I've been and then it you're so much. next to germy people on the plane, <laughs> and then you've got a cold because your immune system's down. And Tasha's trying stressed. to flip the mattress to see if there's bed bugs at the yeah. hotel. I'm like, don't uh, even look, just don't look. You don't need to know these things, <laughs> dude. And you know, when you go to New York and other, I love New York, but like, you know, some of the states, any state, 
Yeah. They've had their four or five star hotels. It's not supposed to have bed bug problems yes. because all it takes is one person to come in from wherever. Yes, Absolutely. and same on the planes too. I I spray all my luggage with yeah. um like uh, anti bug spray, um because I've definitely gotten bit on planes, and you can tell because you get the little bites in a row. Yeah. and I I got them at a hotel in Chicago. I got little yep. bites in a row. Yeah, it's disgusting. I am fully paranoid that about hotels. Bo- and that doesn't now. bother me, but. You know, that's the bed bugs don't bother you. Nope, just I'm, the idea of them. No, just like, I pray that you never have to experience. Yeah, I don't know. I lived in New York. I lived in New York. There's where we, we don't. I don't want to look. You don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to look. But I want to mention because you're. I'm glad we're able to do this podcast when we are because you're about to hit the road again for Florida. Yeah. So what, what shows are you doing in Florida? I'm about to hit, uh, and that's why I want to introduce you to Larry uh, and Brian and all that. But I'm hitting Fort Myers, Florida, which is Laughing Comedy Club, Laughing Comedy Cafe, even though it's a comedy club. And then later on, we're going to hit uh, Fort Lauderdale, and that's uh, my mind is blanking. Art Serve, so Fort Lauderdale Art Serve uh, Comedy Club, and then right after that, we hit Tampa, Florida Side Splitters Comedy Club. Oh, fun! Yeah, that's that should be great. Fort, My- Fort Myers, Fort Lauderdale, and Tampa. How fun! Yeah, so it, it's it's interesting because you know at the Laughing, we're there for a week straight, and then you know we I spent a few days relaxing there, and then. Then I got to hit it. And the Katie flies home, and then I hit it hardcore. Two others. I mean, there's yeah. one leg where you're practically not sleeping. Oh, Katie's going with you. She's going for the first four days. Oh, that's fun. Oh, look yeah. at that. That's great. So, and then Lynn Delmany. I don't know if you know who she is. I do. She's is she from? Be, is she from Louisiana? No, she's or from she's Southern Virginia. Oh, okay. And then Larry Venturino, who's a local there, he's going to be doing all three gigs with me. He's the powerhouse behind it. And, oh, fun. And he's my opener, and and I wanted to introduce you to him because. It's all about networking and, yeah, you know. Totally. Well, Florida's great. I got an uncle who lives in Palm Springs, uh, Palm Springs, uh, West Palm, <laughs> uh, West Palm, and because he, he, he's a, he's a builds marinas, so he kind of goes wherever, wherever the need works. I think he's actually in Costa Rica right now, but he's, his, his company's based out of uh, West Palm, and I think he came the last time I did the uh, West Palm Improv um, yeah. when I was opening uh, for Shoemaker. But I don't think I've been back there since then. But it's, I love Florida because it's basically like New Yorkers that moved out. I feel right. like they have that East Coast sort of, they'll laugh at kind of, yeah, they'll go with you on things. Do you notice a difference on the coast with what an audience will go? Oh, totally. It's different with every city. San Diego is different. We'll do some shows together, like LA and San Diego, yeah. and you'll see. Um, oh, speaking of couple stuff, I think you guys would like San Diego. We do like the La Jolla yeah, Comedy I, Store I, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, that would be really oh, La Jolla fun. would be great. I've never actually been to the La Jolla, La Jolla Comedy Store. The, the cool thing about the La Jolla Comedy Store, because up here the gigs are cool and fun and there's celebrities and all that stuff, but when you go to like San Diego... You talk about La Jolla Cove. There's seals and sea lions, and yeah. that's cool. You know, we did some. Uh, my mom and my brother and I did some uh, kayaking out in those little like caves where the seals are in La Jolla. Yeah, yeah it was that's so where the comedy. St- and I was like, couples love it because they're like, it's like a mini vacation to go. And then it ends with doing stand up. Like, dude, it's yeah. so funny that I, I mentioned this way too often on the podcast, but how dirty L.A. is for for being surrounded by such beauty. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Maybe not yeah. where you live, but where, where we are. We went out to brunch this morning. This is going to sound horrible, but we couldn't stop laughing because we went out to brunch, met a few friends, and then we were like, they were like, oh, let's walk back to our cars. Where are you parked? We were like, oh, we're parked on Vine. They're like, oh, us too. And we're like, oh, sorry. We're like parked next to these homeless tents or whatever. So no, we, yeah, I had to yeah. literally like reach over a, a, like a guy to pay my meter. And, and like, I just felt oh, horrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, like, and, then, and then they're like, oh, shit, we're parked right in front of you. So both of us, and we had to like look under our cars to make sure like homeless people didn't roll under the cars. And I know, oh and I know gosh. I sound horrible, but like we've lost control of this thing. And it's like, we could just go to some nice brunch. And it's like, it's not like we don't work a million 
million hours a week. And of course, it's a mental illness problem, blah, blah, blah. It's really, you know, it's not about people's unwillingness to work. They're just left by society. Yeah. But it's like, who's such it's a problem? Just, I agree with you because it's, it's, it's a matter of population. If you look, well, there's 18 million people here. It's it's like we're almost as big as Tokyo out there, right? Wow, yeah. yeah. You got a lot of beautiful people all over. I mean, you guys are two of the ugliest people I've ever seen. But like <laughs> but you know, the the real beautiful people are you know, but the, you know, the city is full of beautiful people. And and then you have so many the population so high, you have transients and homeless people. Yeah. And there's you know, a hou- there's, housing shortage and we've not fully recovered from like the recession as far as wages go. Right, so like right. wages are not keeping up with inflation or the rising cost of housing. It's a multifaceted problem that's gonna require yep. a multifaceted. And it's solution. different than like the vagrant homeless, like 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 half like it's probably a good percentage of comedians that are homeless, you know what I mean? But they just yeah. decided instead of working the extra gig, they're gonna live out of their car and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like that's part of it's just like a different type of homeless. I think it's a different. It's a matter of space too, because if you, you go to San Diego, I mean, <laughs> the people there might not be as beautiful. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. But like you know, but that's my hometown. That's only three or four million people. Yeah, eighteen million versus three or four million. But they have good yeah. comedy clubs for the amount of people there. I mean, there's Yo, it's yeah. madhouse and great restaurants too. We I went down there with my dad during like San Diego Restaurant Week. He yeah. just happened to be working there that weekend, so I went down to visit him. We had so much fun running from like restaurant to restaurant. So um, uh, actually, before we go, I want I'll, I want to give you this. I love giving you this shit on air. We yeah. uh, we make a homemade soap. So this is soap for you guys. Um, this is our and it's a it's a so. Are you saying that me and my girlfriend smell? Tell your friends they smell. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're giving you something to live up to. You're seven months in. We started making soap a year in. You guys, so. made, you guys made this? Yeah, we yeah. made it. So there's different some a few different. Use, use the bottom one first. This is an older bar. These two are bars that we just made this year, so they're still a little soft. You yeah, want to know yeah, something? They're still hardening. We were just by the UCB Theater. We were at this nice store. I don't want to say their name, but like um, they had these soaps, right? They're called like Moon Soaps, or I don't know what it is. But they're, cu- they're cut kind of like this. But they're kind of, you know, I try to watch my budget and they're like twelve ninety nine per bar it's like yeah. dude thirteen dollars per thing yeah. for a bar soap, soap, right yeah so I, I stopped myself like look I can't just go and buy everything I see right <laughs> and it's funny because I literally just saw that today right Katie we saw that and then well look I, it's emanated yeah you self actualized and then you guys yeah. no I'm telling you like it's it literally just happened I think today. you'll like it I don't mean to brag but I think we I think we're onto something there I don't know about that one we'll have to see that one that I'm one's really a new one about that's this a blend one. does this one smell like pho <laughs> that one is, is like a holiday <laughs> spice. It's really nice. It's like cinnamon and clove. But the essential oils are like so strong in this one. But yeah, oh, yeah. just use this guy first. Make, let those ones it, yeah. sit a little longer. But don't don't leave it out for the. Don't just like use it because we have fifty pounds of it. Mm-hmm. We actually had a, a don't several. Use well, you know, so, so we we gave someone. We've given them to like family, and they're like, "Well, it looks so nice. We didn't want to use it." And it's like use it. We'll get you some more. But uh, we actually had I think two podcast listeners bought boxes of soap. So we actually sold for the first time but we don't want to sell it I mean it's heavy I think you should it's, tour and there's like no margins on it too like you said <laughs> nobody wants to buy a $12 bar of soap dude it's like $13 man yeah. come on yeah, the, the average ones soap, that like Whole Foods and stuff are like 8 bucks too so like I know like, somebody's buying them but I feel bad a 5 ounce bar right um, take, costs about $2 to make and sells for or, 6 bucks no, so it's really it not that good of a deal that. like your a t-shirt I feel like a t-shirt which you don't have to spend the time making and you know and cleaning up and all that shit takes 6 bucks to make you so sell you, it for 20 you're not going to be the soap selling comedian like hey guys thank you so much uh, yeah, anyways, instead of a merch these. table <laughs> <laughs> well I thought about it in a funny way because I, I don't have a bit about it I've talked but you know it's funny that you mention this because for people that don't 
frequent comedy clubs probably don't realize every comics try you you have to try to sling some form of merch i mean a lot of comics don't make their money till they're selling their merch and you know people sell buttons and tags and and i feel like the audience is really just buying something to support you like they don't care what it is but oh my gosh it would be so annoying to pack a bunch of soap because we have to we have to bring it back every year for christmas for the holidays and it's every year they heavy. stop us at tsa and they go through the bag because like when we pack it up we usually like flat pack it in um ziploc like bag the big size Ziplocs and just like stuff it in the middle of our right. suitcase. Bricks of Coke. And it, exactly. On the screener, yeah. it totally looks like contraband. And you, they, you're, like, they, you're like, look, it's not Coke and you, you plug a clock into it. <laughs> it's, totally See, it's not cocaine. Oh, well, that's funny yeah. because I, I will. I'll have my podcast equipment next to it. And I feel like <laughs> I'm just riding this white privilege because they look yeah. at me and they go, sir, what is this? And I go, oh, that's artisanal soap. And this is yeah. an H6 yeah. podcast. And they go, oh, you're fucking white. Yeah, yeah. We thought you were going to blow some shit up. It's like, oh no, I'm gonna blow up your your yeah. smells, your olfactory <laughs> smells. And but then, um, they look in your girlfriend's bag, and she has like crystals because she's like from LA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, what is these couples? Packing? No, I'm no, I'm the guy. She packs her suitcase full of all of her shit, and then mine is everything else, and then whatever I can fit for myself. So it's like, but mine has to get checked because it's even when yeah. it's checked, it still hits that 50 pound mark because it's like you know. But like traveling back, it's like because you know we're we 30 pounds of soap. I don't have to. I, deal I do with confess. It. I mean. And my girlfriend's going to appreciate me saying this. I do have more stuff than her. See, she's nodding. (laughs) I will never say it again. I will never say it again. But like – because as a comedian, when you tour so much, you're like, you know what? Fuck this dude. I'm like tired. I'm just going to make an organ trail. I'm just going to throw everything in the car so I'm not going to like a Walgreens buying things from city to city. Totally. There's nothing worse than being like unprepared with your cough drops or like your Zycam yeah. or like or whatever. A, yeah. Like I just have a full pharmacy in my Do you sell any, Do you sell day. any merch on the road? Um, just my CDs and DVDs. That's a smart it, way to do it, yeah. But now it's like people are like, I'll just go off of iTunes. And I'm like, what? no, get the CD. <laughs> but then you don't know if they're going to do it. There's the download code. You know? yeah. I saw a guy who sells uh, USB drives that are packed with his with his show on it. So like, like that, MP3s? Yeah. And I feel like... and then People when you, buy it? And yeah, I, I guess so. Um, is, it's DJ um, Sandu. He's the Indian guy with the yeah. beard. So I guess, I guess the deal is, is then afterwards you have like a 32 gig thing so you can be like all right well instead of just buying it sounds very asian (laughs) (laughs) it is smart but you should totally steal that because you know hey what (laughs) the fuck but have you what's the worst have you you think of any like funny merch things you've seen in your day you know what i want to do t-shirts and i see comics do i just can't because it's like what do you get a big dude or you get like a small chick or a small dude and they're like what about this size you're like what am i now i'm like miller's outpost this wrong store but like what yeah. am I, Lucky Brand? Just yeah. sitting here trying to, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, oh, that's a guild and I run small. It's like, lady, just put it on. I don't yeah, know. Just, well, I would sell for Shoemaker, but he would give me like a good cut. So like, it, it would sound bad to be like, oh, I like make the opener sell your shit. But he, but it worked out. He was very generous with it. Um, but yeah, I'd have to, I'd, I'd literally have two giant suitcases of just fucking t-shirts. And people bought, people just like to buy stuff. It's t- but yeah, t-shirts are weird. When you're a fan of somebody or you see somebody new and you are like discovering them for the first time it is exciting you sure. know it's exciting it, it is an impulse buy though because mm-hmm. they get excited they want to take a piece of it with you and, yeah. and it's it's smart to sell merch I, i'm the guy or even your though favorite headline, joke the catchphrase is on a yeah. t-shirt like yeah but Dude, then you have to do like my buddy kane holloway has to do this one joke because 
or it's the I mean, t-shirt. And that's fair. You know, then it's fair. It's like you're trying to sell because people have to realize, you know, you might do a like, you know, you might do I don't want to say the name of the club. You might go all the way up to Oregon, do the not do the A club, so you're doing the B club. You're only making $400 for the weekend and it's like you know, or half that, and you're like, it's going to make a difference if I sell these nine shirts. Like, it's going to make a difference. Yeah, it makes true. a huge difference. I remember before last comic standing selling because I made CDs out of a small run. It fed me. It saved my ass. Yeah. I was selling CDs out of the trunk of my car. I mean, merch. If, if you're yeah, at, at an opener, you don't comic, realize it's like yeah. tipping your waitress or your waiter. <coughs> right. You know, that's how you really support your yeah. the comic. You never know or when you buy something from the artist that you might have fed them that night. Yeah. yeah. That's how and it's cash in your pocket. And I was yeah. telling like people. music artists, too. Yeah. You know, they're getting paid small well, you know what? for gigs. Uh, they don't like, even get their merch. A lot of times, if they're touring, I mean, small music are you know they'll they'll get their merch, but like the 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 the, the record companies get a piece of their merch too, which is well, insane. Even worse, I can't imagine some of these headliners because they, sometimes these these comedians they ask me, they go, "You mind if I sell merch?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course. Why why wouldn't I allow you to do that?" And they go, "As a matter of fact, I want you to stand next to me." But I guess some headliners do not allow the open. I'm like, they don't want their yeah. fucking, the competition. They're not making any money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, dude, come on, man. You're making like, what, 70, 80, 90% of the money, and yeah. you're not going to let this comedian. Are you, like, are you, and are you afraid of them? I can see, though, like if, if it's all of your audience and now they're buying this guy's like Zippo lighter and you go, what the fuck? <laughs> but, but I think most people are more reasonable than that. But, you know, I can see, I, I, can, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I would sell because even for the soap, I'm like, I told people, I was like, look, unless we scale up and like make this shit in like, you know, brewery vats, right. it's not worth it. Like we, like we made six boxes, you know, cause we're going to give it all to our friends and family and stuff, but we made six boxes. We got a guy in Pittsburgh and a, and a listener in, um, in actually Canada, but I think he's having it mailed to Washington so he can go get it cause he, does, you know, so he doesn't have to ship it out of the country. And it's like that. And that was great. That was amazing that they bought it, but I hope they don't think I'm ripping them off at $30 a box right. because it's got five or six full soaps in it. It's like, you just got to realize it's not even worth our time. We would have, you know what I mean? It's just like one of those things. You might want to like, try selling soaps. Yeah. For the, for when we're shipping it, it's one thing because it's like we're not at least lugging it around but yeah we had we made it we uh, packaged it last night so i guess if anyone's listening sex actually podcast at gmail.com we will have no, we're actually gonna sell it but i just want them to know like you are helping us out but not that much unless unless you want us like get us into starbucks or something because it's like i think we're gonna do another batch because actually so this this soap right here people listening are like trying to hang themselves with their cords this soap is made with uh, you can't really see it in the bag it's made with rose clay which makes it pink which is really good for your skin so it's peppermint and rose clay so we're probably going to sell that for valentine's day as well so i think we'll make a valentine's day soap okay our soap box you don't so, sell it on your website you don't want to ship it out and all well no no we are shipping it but we're just doing it very basic like i think the people who bought it paypal'd me just because it was like i don't have a thing set up dude venmo is a big thing now man yeah People would, would they won't hesitate to PayPal or Venmo yeah. to get yeah. the soap. I mean, you can yeah. use it at major retailers too. I've done a ton of Christmas shopping, and I'm just like, oh, just charge with my PayPal. Like it's right yeah. there. You don't have to type in your credit card or anything. That was right. funny. Like I got I got paid very modestly for a comedy festival, and uh, and you take that money paid it in Venmo and then I directly pay it back to fourth wall to get stage time <laughs> to get funnier to do the next one it's like I have a business degree what am I doing it's not you know but I have to I have to 
remind Tasha, like your investment in me, and it's a long, it's a long investment, but your investment in me is not whether or not I'm going to be rich at year seven. It's just not like, it's going to be a, like a lifelong build, but what you're working towards, and you, maybe you know this more than I do, is that it's like, you get to own the right that like you, it's your material, it's your performance, it's sure. your production company. And like, no, no one's firing you from that. And if they are, they got to fire you at every comedy club across the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, does, yeah. it, does it feel like, have you, have you ever had any gigs where you've got to like answer to somebody else or have you always had just these independent this independent life i I, you know i i really tackled comedy full-on since i was in my early 20s i started when i was 21 and i took all the risks so i but i have to you know but you accept that saying hey this is mine but i also had to accept i might miserably fail doing this i don't even want to say miserably because i'm willing to die for this Right. So I'm going to die pursuing this. But, you know, there might be a day where, I don't know, me and my girlfriend might go, you know what? Enough of this shit. Yeah, your priorities change. That's perfectly normal. It happens to everybody as they grow and get older. But you're in the sweet spot where you've put in the time 20 plus years. You know, you're in you're in a spot where you're I mean, they say 10,000 hours makes you an expert, but you've got to be long past that. You know what I mean? I learned the most when I started teaching. When I started teaching stand-up, you know, it's funny because it's easy to go, oh, I think I get it, right? But I go, okay, can you teach it to me now? Can you teach me what I, you know, what you know? And, you, and you're that's like, sort of the test of like your- You have to process it. Mm-hmm. And, if, and then you go, wait a minute. And then if you can't teach it back, you haven't really mastered it. And then after you teach it for a while, you go, because you have to be able to explain it. Yeah. So that's what I. That's the level that I love now is to be able to. Ch- then you have to be able to change them, change yeah. what they understand about stand up. So and you can probably see yeah. that in their eyes too when that happens. Like when that moment is when you get something because mm-hmm. it really is. It's it's. An, I mean, not to sound all cheesy, like oh, it's it's art, but it it is an art that is not as easy as play these G chords and right. learn this song. It's so much. You know, you learn yeah. how to tell a joke and then you got to throw it it's all not away. Mechanical like, in that way. It's sort of. I like, feel like a therapist. Yeah, you're right. You know, because I would, I would, you know, Melissa, she's on my couch, and I'd be like, hey, and she, they're nodding, and they have that kind of blank look on their eyes. They're like, I get it, <laughs> because they just don't want to feel like an idiot. I go, I go, look, I'm not trying to be mean. Can you teach me what I just showed you right now? And they're like, oh, yeah, it, it's the, the, I, the, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, because okay. we're let's, just let's, figuring it out. Let's figure it out together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's what I want. I want it to get through to them. To change the trajectory of their their learning curve and their career, yeah. And and so we get, we got a lot of listeners, and I think the, I think this exists everywhere where there's people that are that want to pursue something, and we're approaching 2019. Everyone's gonna be making their these resolutions. grand resolutions. Like this is the year. And I was lucky enough to get fired from my corporate job, so I just got into acting, and then improv, and stand up. Like I, it kind of just happened where I was like, oh, I guess this is my chance. So like I was lucky enough there. But people, so a lot of people have to make this leap of faith to like pursue a life, even if it's just part time or whatever. And I'm sure you've met some of these types of people where they have to say, look, I'm willing to 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 get rid of that 401k or or that. Oh yeah. They'll cash it all in. They'll. I've seen the ones that go for it. And you know, I got to say this: out of the out of the multi-millionaire clients I have, not pointing anybody out in particular, and out of the ones that are struggling, um, and everyone in between, the millionaires, the multi-millionaires, or possibly billionaires, they versus the human drive of the comics that are struggling, the human drive wins. They will. They will die for it. 
And it's now I'm telling you, and I'm not trying so to. Wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I was like, wow, she's well, coming because back. It's really yeah. coming from a place of need, right? Right. Like you're hustling harder when you're like barely scraping by when you're on the defense. Right. Like this is your last stand. They have something to fight for. Uh-huh. They're willing to die for it versus somebody that's doing it as a hobby. Yeah. So, and on a side note, I love this about you guys as a couple. You know, as we're setting up, because I'm with my girlfriend and you guys are together, it's like a double date thing. <laughs> and then, like, you have your bat gear. And then you're like, she's all like, hey, babe, can you help me with this this halo light? And it's like, Jesus, you guys are like a bat couple. I never, like, I never have her put anything together because it's like, it's just easier. I just do it. But but that's something that, you know, you, you, you did it, right? Well, you said you couldn't do it. You said it wasn't. And then you figured it out on your own. Yeah, Didn't, I don't know. Something just happened. I want to <laughs> buy that piece of, well, not from you, but I mean like buy one. Yeah, like we'll that send you the link yeah. where we yeah, got yeah, it. Really we actually, nice. that's we'll newer, N-E-E-W-E-R. We actually just got another light plate that, that, is battery operated that you can like blast well, in a corner, too, which is but. nice. It's probably not worth it because I feel like we probably should have gotten a few of them. But like, I'll throw it like a like a blue gel and I'll throw it in the corner and just blast it on, and it just gives like something else. But like, yeah, I'm slowly right. turning our apartment into a production studio <laughs> without her without her permission. Like, I'm slowly getting because I think the next thing I want to get is one of those track lights that changes colors. You and know shoots what up I would really wall. appreciate though is if everything was just like mounted in place, like just screw it into the wall. Like, I want our lights set up and all of that to just be like put up pipes yeah. along the wall are you serious i thought you'd be careful what you wish for i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have like a pulley <laughs> system maybe i should <laughs> well we, should, we, we record in our back. kitchen so there's like yeah. there's a lot going on there but yeah all right well, i'll do that katie and i are trying to we're trying to look for like a condo or a house and then like i told her like look you could do whatever the hell you want with the house just give me the living room <laughs> let, let me turn it into like a studio. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah or like a second bedroom, spare bedroom, yeah. make it a studio. That's our dream too, just to have like, right, so right. we don't have to ta- bring, set it up and tear it down. Oh, I want a, yeah, I want a back shed that's, I think Bobby Kelly talks about this in New York. He's got his own back shed that he can record podcasts from. Right. And he's, you just have the set, you have it set up, you got these little <laughs> windows, it's insulated, you have everything. It's like, I think guys, we're just built, we just want, I mean like, I don't need a man cave, right? I don't need that. I need a studio. I need a fortress to send out my message right, right. And <laughs> to then make I, my soap and send. But then I look at Joe Rogan and, I'm, and I see like the, his Instagram. I go, look at that. He's got his own like building. He's got like an actual samurai thing. sword. Yeah, he's got like it's everything. Crazy. Yeah, a freezer full of elk meat. It's like, dude, chill out. <laughs> we get it. You're better than us. But that's what it is. And it's like it, you get you get to see how much money like network execs and that the, the whole Hollywood industry, how much money has been skimmed off the creative side. Because now you got like Joe Rogan, who I mean, f- dude, I mean, forty, fifty million a year. What is it? Like, it, it's just insane. And maybe even more. Over, but then you have everybody else that's forced to be Batman to like get all your gear right, together. To, yeah. Right. Know? So share with your friends out there everyone listening <laughs> yeah please share we're actually we at need an, subscribers we're at oh, an hour so yeah we're gonna go so um I'm, so your dates i'm gonna put them on my um i'm gonna put them on the descriptions so if you're listening to this podcast go to the description to find that fan states go support him if this is the first time that you've uh, the, that you've uh, heard him on the podcast it is the first time he's been on the podcast but uh go check him out and then where can people find you on social media oh um at dat underscore fan on uh phan on any twitter Instagram. You just go to datfan.com. I have like five Facebooks. Great. So I'll be tagging you guys and everything. Awesome. And we have listeners in Florida, so get out there. Go support that. We've got that. some viewers on our live, live AF from Florida as well. So definitely check him out. He's going to be in Fort Myers, Fort Lauderdale, and what was the third one? Tampa, uh, Tampa right? Tampa, Florida. It's yes. Tampa. Some weird shit going to go down in Florida. Oh, you got to <laughs> love Florida. Some weird crocodiles and rednecks just going for it. Actually, Fort Myers, that's a much nicer part of Florida. That's not like the... Fort Myers is nice. 
I, I love Florida. Florida's, Florida's the only amazing. state where the farther north you go, the more south it gets. That's the saying in <laughs> Florida. I've heard it. That right? Is. Doesn't it make sense? Like the, you yeah. go to Jacksonville, oh boy, your shit's going down. Up Dude, there. I've been in Tallahassee. I'm like, what is happening yeah, right now? Different this, is, this is not the Golden Girls. I'll yeah. tell you right now. <laughs> well, did we cover everything? Should we get out of here? Sure. All right, yeah, go follow I Tasha. Like we had a great time. If this is your first time listening to us, go f- go follow Tasha all the way home. She lives um, on Melrose. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> go follow her at Tasha at Courtney. Tasha Courtney. Instagram and um and uh, oh and if you are, if you did want to find out what this live AF thing is, go download the app Live AF. Tasha's on there at Tasha TV, right? Tasha TV is my handle on Live AF. So if you're come one of the seven people in, that want to go see her. And I'm at Daniels, D-N-E-A-L-Z. Go find me all across the board on there. And again, at that fan, at dat underscore F-P-H-A-N, uh, at that fan, and go find him in Florida. Woohoo. All right. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me on. We've got to do this again. Yeah, come yeah, on next time. Really and awesome. and I, 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 I haven't had Joe Menente on yet, but I've had almost ever. I've had Eric Rocha, and I've right. had a few of the other guys on. So once once I get Joe Menente on, then I can actually start doing having like multiple fourth wall guys yeah. on. And I'll have do my a guys. Live uh, fourth wall reunion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'll have my guys intermix it with like other footage, and then everybody will see it. So Perfect. Be awesome. awesome. Really well, thanks cool. for having us. What a great way to end our Sunday night yeah. tonight. Woo-hoo. And enjoy the soap. And next time we'll do shows together. And then we'll do this again. We'll plug the shows. Perfect. And, you know, yeah. Good. An empire is formed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks, man. Hey, S A T, baby.